You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 150. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Carly, and welcome to Hey Bitches Podcast. Each week, we get together and chat through sex and dating, health and wellness, navigating every season of your life, and so much more. Think of Hey Bitches as your weekly get-together with your besties to explore new perspectives, take away new knowledge, and level up your life. Are you ready? Let's get into the episode. Hey, bitches. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Today, we are sitting down and we are talking functional mocktails, sleepy girl mocktails, functional coffee, literally everything in between. Why I've been loving it, why I'm obsessed, and why you should be too. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, so lately, I honestly don't really know if I've been into the whole alcohol thing. And if you are not a stranger to the podcast, you know we've had like multiple multiple conversations about alcohol on the show. I've done like full episodes dedicated to my current relationship with alcohol at the time that they were posted, how I'm feeling. We've done sober Octobers. We've done no drink Novembers. We've done like basically everything in between. I've been very open and honest and transparent about like how I'm feeling about drinking as I get older, my relationship with alcohol and everything kind of in between. And what I should say is that I don't have a problem with alcohol. I don't have any type of a addictive tendencies in my family. I don't have an addictive personality. I don't struggle with alcoholism or or anything in between, but I do find as I get older, I feel kind of like less and less inclined to drink alcohol. And on one hand, it's like, okay, cool. I feel like when you get older, I feel like that just kind of happens because you're no longer just like slamming drinks at the bar. But also on the other hand, I've talked about this before about how much I love cocktailing and how much I love mixology and how deep of an appreciation that I have for for the art form of alcohol. Like, I think it's so fucking cool. Like me and my girlfriend were watching Drink Masters, like the TV show where they compete and they do cocktailing. It is the craziest show I've ever seen. I literally cannot believe the things that you can do with alcohol to make these like insane drinks. And obviously (laughs) I love cocktails so much that I recently actually had one named after me at one of my favorite restaurants. And all of that to say is like, I love mixology. I love cocktailing. I truly think it is such an art form. And I also think it's so apparent that like top bartenders are top bartenders for a reason, because there has been many a drink that I've gone out and I'm like, this is sick. And I'll like look it up on their menu later when the inspiration strikes and I'll try to make it myself. And it just is not the same. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of magic they sprinkle into these cocktails that they're creating, but it's just not the same. Even though I have all the same ingredients. I just feel like bartenders and mixologists and and everybody kind of in between in that realm know like the perfect way to put everything together. And I never really thought there was a perfect way to put everything together. I thought you just put it all into the little thing and you mixed it up and you poured it into a glass. But no, there's people like freezing their glasses and like different ices for different types of drinks. And it's insane. Like the, the art, the knowledge, everything in between that goes into mixology cocktailing is just so awe-inspiring to me and I love it and I love the art of alcohol but like I said I don't know if I'm like really really into drinking alcohol lately like I said I don't really have an issue or anything with alcohol and also too I don't struggle with hangovers now this is something that people have loved to tell me growing up like 
as you get older, you're going to get a hangover. I think I've had maybe one hangover-esque situation in my life, and it was also the drunkest I have ever been in my life, which was actually last year when I lived in LA for a month. We went exponentially way too hard, way too fast. I ended up crying in the streets of LA, just walk. uh, It was just such a fucking mess. I actually think I talked about it in the LA recap episode, but the next day I was just done and dusted gonzo. I didn't have like a headache. I didn't feel like I was dying, but I was so, so, so tired. My like body was like, why the fuck did you do that? Well, I guess like, sure, you can classify that as a hangover, but like I don't have the like stereotypical hangover, I guess, tells that other people do like with the headaches and the, the mind, they can't look at the lights and like all, I just don't experience that. And so that's also, I guess, why another reason why I've never been kind of like afraid of drinking or like averse to drinking is because I just get to enjoy it for what it is and then I don't get hungover. As I mentioned earlier, like about slamming alcohol, like when you're younger and going to the bar and stuff like that, like in Canada, in my province, our legal drinking age is 18. And I really do think that like the reason that I'm becoming kind of nonchalant and kind of over alcohol is, is because of that, because our legal drinking age is 18. So some of us are still literally in high school, like not even graduated high school and like legally at the bars drinking. And I feel like I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but I think just I, this is always like a conversation point I bring up when I'm talking to people in the US. I know that a lot of people underage drink in the US, but I think that it's so different when you're legally allowed to drink at a younger age, how that kind of like carries or reflects in your life when you're like finally of drinking age. So for example, like in the US, a lot of people are underage drinking until they reach 21, which is obviously the US drinking age. When you're 18 and you can do it, like basically fresh out of high school and whatever, I think by the time you turn 21 in, you know, Canada, so many of us have done the whole big party phase without consequences, without like having to ask other people or like have a fake ID or do any of those things that we kind of phase out of it a little bit earlier than like our US counterparts. And Something that I also think is really interesting, obviously, because if you guys don't know this, but I'm half German, half Jamaican, been to Germany before. I obviously have a lot of uh, German friends. I went to German school my whole life. And in Germany, you can drink beer at 16. And they do this because you also, I don't think, can get your license until you're 18. So it negates like underage drinking and driving because they're not technically underage and they also can't drive. But they do that because it's like you get used to alcohol (laughs) just like so much younger and by the time that you're like legal like you can drive you can like do all these things like you aren't as much of a fucking idiot you know like I think that that really is kind of the way to go because we see so I don't know if it's just the media or what because like I obviously didn't grow up in the states but we see so much like out of controlledness with America and their like underage drinking that transitions then to their party culture at 21 and whatnot that I'm just like I don't think I could do that I actually think like I said the reason that I'm like "Mm," about alcohol lately is also because like I've been doing it for so long like legally like I can actually just walk into a liquor store and call it a day that the thrill of drinking just is no longer within me <laughs> at all. Obviously, it's it's morphed into an art form for me and an appreciation, but like there's no thrill of like getting super fucking trashed and going to the bar and like pounding shots like that is just not something I enjoy. And I think it's just because we started drinking just at such a young age. So let's talk about why I've kind of been off 
alcohol. Obviously, like I like I just said, like I appreciate it and it's great, but I've just kind of been like I've just, I feel like I'm kind of just growing out of it, but I'm very much into like an expensive fine cocktail and a good glass of wine and now I'm just like I don't know I also feel like that whole sentence was giving very much late 20s like as soon as you're like I love a good glass of wine especially like a red like I feel like you're over 25. (laughs) All that to say one of the biggest driving factors and one of the biggest reasons that I have kind of stopped drinking alcohol a lot lately has been money and like I said I'm into the expensive cocktails. I'm into the fine experience of cocktailing. I'm into good glasses of wine, good bottles of champagne. I have my favorites. And obviously as you grow up, you have more of a disposable income. So you're like, okay, this is sick. I can spend my money on these things. And obviously good alcohol is expensive. And I guess it also does factor into the fact that like the better your alcohol is, the less your hangover is going to be and X, Y, Z. But while I love to have good alcohol in my house, like where I can be a little at home mixologist and pour myself a great glass of wine and do those kinds of things, I honestly really don't know if I need to be spending $20 a drink at my already expensive probably dinner. I don't know when I became a drink with dinner girly, but I have been here for a while and let me tell you that shit is expensive. It's expensive. And I do think it kind of stems from the fact where I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I love cocktailing. I love trying new things. But with the love of cocktailing and trying new things, you're looking at, you know, like a $17 drink that you just added to your meal that's probably already like 50 bucks. Like, is it worth it? And it's just been like more of a of a driving factor for me lately, especially because I've been making a lot of very, very large, very significant life purchases and uh, been doing lots of big, big, big financials. And I have been forced to kind of look at my budgets in my life. And obviously we talked about this in, in the money and the budgeting episode about how I'm a lot more aware of my finances lately, but I've been almost kind of forced to be like, okay, I have to be really cognizant because I'm in a time where I'm spending a lot, a lot, a lot of money and I need to like rein it in on the frivolous spending. And I felt like this kind of for a while, like my girlfriend, even before she left to deploy because she's obviously overseas if you've listened to that episode with her when we do like an IG Q&A and play the newlyweds game and whatnot but she's in the military she's overseas she's deployed and uh, even before she left we were talking about how we were like unsure if we wanted to continue to drink and if we wanted to like continue hitting drinks with dinner and stuff like that because especially too when you're eating out with someone because me and my girlfriend obviously we go back and forth we we pay the bill one one off one-to-one type of situation when you're already doing that And then you also have to pay for someone else and the drinks are 20 bucks each. Like your bill is simply expensive. Like at the end of the day, it's simply expensive. Cost of living is rising. Everything is so much more expensive than it was. And I feel like I just came to the full realization where I was like, I don't think I want to spend the money on drinking out and doing those things unless it's like an occasion or you know something fun or you know an accomplishment or I'm like you know or I'm just feeling it it's not like a hard stop but definitely the money was a big big driving factor for this decision another driving factor or kind of like revelation if you will um is one of my other friends so one of my other friends actually stopped drinking recently like in the past 
month and a little bit. And I've been getting her like non-alcoholic beers for whenever she comes over and hangs out. And it's actually very nice. And also maybe I guess a bit reassuring to me to see that she can still like be fun and have a good time, even when she's not drinking. And when I was writing the show notes for this, I was like, oh, like, do I feel that way? It was kind of like, like I said, like a, a revelation. I don't consciously think that I can't have fun or be a fun person without drinking when I'm going out with friends. But I don't know, there might be some type of like (laughs) deep rooted social expectation or something for me to drink when I am out. And I mean, like I said, it's not like I have a, a problem or an issue or I don't have fun, but I'm just actively just like not trying to drink. But it was really reassuring to me to see her be able to like still have fun and we're all having a great time even when she wasn't drinking. And it also kind of like propelled me into the world of alcohol-free spirits and, and drinks and like options because I feel like even though I'm like consciously like, no, I'm not drinking alcohol, it definitely is kind of like a bummer when everybody's having like their fun little drink and I'm like drinking nothing or like drinking a water. Like I want to participate in the fun, but I just don't want to drink alcohol, you know? And I was never one to have like fun little drinks in my house. Like I'm a big water drinker. I literally drink water and a green tea and like one functional coffee, which we will talk about today in the morning and now kind of my mocktails too. But before I started drinking any of my functional drinks, like I would just drink water (laughs) all day, every day. And so I never had like fun little drinks in my fridge. I don't really enjoy sparkling water. Like I didn't have anything as an alternative. The thought of just being there and just, you know, sipping on a water while everybody is like, you know, drinking a fun little cider. I was like, that sucks. (laughs) That sucks. And I don't really want to be in that position. But seeing her just having fun and also having those alternatives, I was like, this is awesome. Maybe I should kind of like look into this more. And I had that thought and then it completely slipped my mind until probably like early April when I was scrolling through Instagram reels. Now, total like side hard left turn note. I have been obsessed with Instagram reels lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know what has sucked me in to the portal, but I like barely open TikTok. I am obsessed with Instagram reels lately. I I literally like will sit down and be like, oh, I get to scroll through my little Instagram reels today. I don't know what it is. I wonder if it's just like the content is more specifically Instagram. So it's a little bit more visually appealing for me, or maybe it's like a larger scale caption format or what, but like I have been really into the Instagram reels lately and I have like literally been making time to sit down (laughs) and watch my little Instagram reels. But going back to the point of the Instagram reels is I, I was sitting down one day, early April, and I was scrolling my little reels and I came across the world of mocktails. And obviously I've watched a lot of like cocktailing types of content. I used to have a whole series actually on Instagram called Cocktails with Carly, where we'd sit down, we would shit talk, we would make a drink and it was sick. But I never really like thought about mocktails as like something outside of a restaurant, you know what I mean? Or outside of like sitting down and getting food or like going to a cocktail bar, because obviously bars do have alcohol-free options, but I never thought to be like, ah, yes, let me make one in my house, let alone like the world of functional mocktailing or like adrenal mocktail or like anything in between. Like I knew mocktails existed, (laughs) obviously, but I never, ever, ever did it for myself. But now, ladies and gentlemen, girlies, gays, theys, now 
I am drinking a fucking functional mocktail or a functional drink or anything between every day of my life. And I'm having a blast. I'm having the best fucking time. I am obsessed. You should be too. And today I want to share with you guys, you know, what is a functional beverage? Where do you start? What do you need? How to kind of stock your like functional beverage arsenal, as well as share with you three of my favorite recipes that I have been absolutely loving lately, which does include the Sleepy Girl Mocktail, which has also been taking the internet by storm. And I've talked about how I've had, you know, sleeping issues in the past. And so we'll get further into that in the recipes, but let's talk functional beverages, what it is, how to stock your little functional beverage bar, what you need, and then also the recipes, the drinks that I've been obsessed with and that I have been loving. Okay. So first of all, what is a functional beverage? Functional beverages are non-alcoholic drinks containing non-traditional ingredients like minerals, vitamins, amino acids, dietary fibers, probiotics, raw fruits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So not only are functional beverages alcohol free, but they also contain things that are good for you that we maybe necessarily aren't getting in other areas of our our diet or our nutrition or of our life in general. For example, dietary fiber is definitely something that I think a lot of us don't get enough of, regardless, I think, of how much we're eating. I think that just fiber is just a hard one to get in the amount that you're supposed to, because I think you're supposed to be eating like 30 grams of fiber a day or something like that. But like, unless you're eating, you know, beans every single day or like really fiber dense foods, like a lot of us really aren't hitting that. So the functional beverages, whether that be mocktails, coffees, anything in between, they have these extra non-traditional ingredients that are good for us that support various things in our body like gut health, fiber, immune system, as well as adding things like vitamins and minerals that we don't normally get from other foods into our bodies and into our nutrition. Okay, so if you're like, Carly, this sounds great. I love me a functional beverage. I'm ready to be a functional beverage girl. Okay, sick. Where do I start though? (laughs) Because honestly, like I said, the one day I was scrolling on Instagram reels, I got thrust into the world. But if I like was actively looking for it, I don't know if I would have stumbled across the right section of, of mocktailing, which is more the functional side versus just making a drink without alcohol. So where the hell do you start with functional beverages? So for one, holisticcocktails.com is like such a huge resource. They have tons of recipes and like they have a whole list of things you should get, things that you need. And I'm talking like hundreds of recipes. They have so much on there. And they actually say that the easiest way to start in like a functional beverage, adrenal mocktail verse situation is to just pick one grab the ingredients and get started. Like that's literally the easiest thing to do. Don't worry about stocking your like functional mocktail bar with all of these alcohol-free options or like getting a fucking hydroponic grower and now you're growing your own organic mint or anything like that. Don't stress yourself out with that. Literally pick one that you think is great, grab the ingredients and start from there. On top of that, there actually are a lot of functional beverages that are actually already ready-made. Like they're already ready-made mocktail-esque type of drinks as well as like really good 
functional bases like poppy or origin that serve like different holistic functions like poppy and origin they're both good for your gut health like that's how they support it but they're like a sparkling water type of beverage there's actually a lot of ready-made materials and varieties i guess on the market to help you in your functional beverage journey so maybe even if you don't want to you know start by making it yourself there are a lot of ready-made functional drinks out there you just have to do like a little bit of a google search and check out holisticcocktails.com because they have so much going on there there's it's just an incredible resource when you're getting started to another thing that if you're you know past step one and two (laughs) and you're interested in is there's actually like a whole array of alcohol-free spirits so for me personally like i love gin and i know that's like a controversial thing to say some people hate gin with a burning passion but i specifically love gin because it tastes like i'm drinking a christmas tree and that's what the people hate about it but i love it i love like the forest taste (laughs) of gin. And so I actually went to an event like right during the start of COVID before the world kind of shut down and they had these mocktails with this alcohol-free gin and it was so good. It like still tasted like a drink that I was expecting, but it just didn't have the, the alcohol in it. You know, it didn't actually have the things that make you drunk in it. It was just the flavors essentially of, of gin without being alcoholic gin. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. And then I realized that there's so, so, so many different types of alcohol-free spirits that you could be stocking up a bar cart with. Like there are literally so many and your local liquor store should have a ton of varieties and options if you know where to look. And also too, I would actually urge you, if you can't find any good ones, talk to whoever is working at your liquor store and ask them for options. Cause a lot of the time too, you can actually order things into the store, even if they don't currently carry them. Cause obviously like people are just going to carry what is going to sell, but you can special order things into the store. So if you can't find any like alcohol free spirits, or there's not like a lot of good variety, just talk to your sales associate and they can get you in some really good options. Okay. So we talked where to start. Let's talk about what do you need? What do you need to kind of start on your functional mocktailing journey? What are the ingredients? <laughs> okay. So first of all, you need like the regular fridge ingredients that you can pick up at a grocery store, like kind of wherever. So that's things like lemons, mint, ginger, oranges, et cetera, et cetera. Basically anything you can pick up from the produce aisle in your grocery store. This is all personal preference and obviously like recipe based. Like there are so many different things that you could use to make mocktails. Lemons, ginger, mint, rosemary, watermelon, basil. Those are kind of like the ones that are constantly on rotation in my fridge because you really can make anything (laughs) out of all of those fruits. So those are ones that I constantly have. But like I said, you can make mocktails out of literally anything. And I always like the option of going fresh because you retain a lot more ingredients and like nutrients than if you're going like a prepackaged juice situation. Next on the list of things that you need is functional powders, tinctures, and drinkables. And so I've kind of broken this down into my faves. So something that I really love in the functional powder category or the tincture category is magnesium. And so I really like natural calm. It comes in a powder version. I have it in the lemon strawberry, I think is maybe it's lemon raspberry. I got it at Costco and I have a huge, huge, huge tub of it. And I use it at night in my sleepy girl mocktail because magnesium is so good for chilling out and like not being stressed. And also magnesium is really good for your digestion and bowel movements apparently. So magnesium natural calm is a great 
functional powder. The internet also likes the Edon tincture, E-I-D-O-N. It might be pronounced Eden. I'm not really sure, but the tincture, if you guys are unfamiliar with what that even is, it's a liquid. So instead of like having a powder that you mix into a liquid, it's already a liquid. They're oftentimes way more concentrated and you just need a couple drops of it. So if you're like a person that is stressed over texture and if like things don't 100% dissolve, you're not going to drink it. A tincture is probably a better option for you or a liquid in some form is a better option for you. But a lot of these things like magnesium, like collagen and everything in between come in either powder or tincture or liquid form. Another one that is like very well stocked in my house is collagen varieties. So I love the vital proteins collagen. I have the vanilla coffee creamer. I have the unflavored version. I really like them both. I think they have like a matcha version. I've tried it very briefly. I don't have one in my house at all times, but vital proteins is a great collagen option in a powder form. From Costco, I also have the Organica liquid collagen in the orange flavor. I know that they do also have an unflavored version as well, and I'm sure they might have some other flavor options if you actually look up their website, but I actually really like this one and I use it the most in my like kind of everyday cocktails. So anything that's essentially not a coffee and I like it because it is a liquid. It just mixes in with all of the other drinks and and juices and everything that's going in there. I don't have to worry about it fully dissolving and it also gives the juice concentrate, if you will, more liquid to work with. So it just gives it more substance and I have to fill it less with sparkling water. A couple other ones that I love is yellow maca powder, which is supporting your sexual health and wellness for women specifically. And it helps to raise your libido. It helps to balance your sex hormones and everything in between yellow maca powder is incredible. I have it in my coffee every single day. They also have yellow maca and stuff in like pill form as well, but I love it in the powder form to make like a drink really functional for me. I also love inulin fiber. So I put that in my coffee as well. We talked about this earlier, how fiber isn't necessarily something that a lot of us get consistently in our diet. So having like a fiber powder option to like throw into things is also fantastic for me. And finally, brands that people are loving and that I love, I'll I'll share a couple of them, are Organic Olivia. They do a ton of like tinctures and liquids. Herb Farm, which they also do a ton of tinctures and liquids. They're like, they have like mood booster or like sex booster or chill out, like really cool tinctures and liquids that like help certain things. So those are two brands that the internet is loving, Organic Olivia and Herb Farm. Symbiotica is another one that the people love that I personally love. I actually went to an event with them in San Diego last year and it was truly insane. They sent us home with so much stuff and I love their little like liquid packs of just different things. So I had like a liquid vitamin C pack for the longest time and I was obsessed. I took them when I was sick. I had an activated charcoal one that I really liked. And what I really like about Symbiotica is that they are in these like little liquid packs. So you can either shoot them straight, like you can just drink it like a little like fruit pouch, (laughs) or you can put it in your drinks, which I do need to put an order in, but I think I'm going to order like a whole bunch of them. They have one. I still have a couple of them. They have a longevity one, which is like a chocolate fudge flavored. And I like to put that one in my coffee because you literally just like squeeze it in there. It's already liquid. I'm already having like a chocolatey type of coffee and it just is that added 
bonus of good things for your body. So Symbiotica, I think is a great one and I love it so much. Another one that I really, really love, which I think I've talked about before on the podcast is Four Sigmatic. They're a mushroom coffee company. And so I have the Think Coffee, which I love, as well as the chill line, which is like the matcha, the chai, the hot chocolate, all are like the more chill out drink this at the end of the day when you're ready to wind down type of drinks. But I drink a brain coffee in the morning from their Think collection. I love it. I do like more of a sleepy girl mocktail now, but in the wintertime, I do love to have their chill hot chocolate. It's fantastic. So Four Sigmatic is also another brand that I really love that does contribute to a good functional mocktail experience. Finally, to wrap up the what you need, obviously you need cocktailing materials like a jigger. So that's the thing that like measures the alcohol, like the, the ounce or the two ounce glasses, tumblers, strainers, etc. You don't have to get fancy with this. You can if you want, but you know, your local home sense, your local home goods, they got a million and one cute things, Target, a million and one cute things. So if you are looking for an excuse to get a new little cocktailing set, this could be it, but uh, don't tell, don't tell the people that I told you. <laughs> with that being said, let's dive in to my three functional beverages that I have been obsessed with lately, that I have been loving, that I think you should be recreating in your own home. Number one is the bombshell coffee. This is my everyday coffee, okay? I've talked about this, I think, on the podcast before in one of my OG Miracle Morning Routine videos, or I guess episodes, where I talked about how I'm not honestly a big coffee girl. I don't really like coffee. I do think, though, that (laughs) as I've gotten my Nespresso, because I've had my Nespresso for probably six months now, I've become way more of a coffee person. Like, I just think it's so much more fun to the point where I have been having like a fun little coffee drink, like an affogato or like just like a regular non-brain coffee some days. So I don't know, maybe it's now a new formed caffeine addiction. Who knows? The Nespresso has made me like coffee and coffee experiencing a lot more, and I've been way more into it. But Here's the thing. I have ADHD. We've talked about this in depth on the podcast, so I'm not going to fully get into it, but caffeine doesn't do it for me, or I guess like in the caffeine energy levels front. I don't get energy from caffeine or like from one single coffee because my brain is already going 900 miles a minute because I have ADHD. I would need to drink like an absolute fuck ton of coffee for it to have some type of effect on me. So I don't necessarily drink coffee for the energy. I drink coffee as a vehicle (laughs) to put more shit into it that is good for me and helps me to like focus a little bit and is like, like I said, a vehicle that I can pack functional things into to support my brain and my body. That being said, this is my bombshell coffee recipe. First and foremost, the Four Sigmatic Think Coffee. I love it. It comes in a ground coffee form. I have like a coffee grinder that I put it into to make more into like a fine espresso coffee powder situation. And I have a reusable Nespresso pod that I do then put that espresso powder, if you will, into the Nespresso pod so that I can put the Nespresso pod into my machine and still have my brain coffee, but in like espresso form. Now, I don't know if that's giving me enough 
of the brain elements that one regular scoop of ground coffee, of ground think coffee, I guess, is supposed to give me, but it's doing it for me. So use use that at your own discretion, but I love the Four Sigmatic Think Coffee in espresso shot form. I use yellow maca powder. It's important to know, I also don't really measure anything. I just throw it in there to my heart's desire via what my eyeballs see. So if you're into measuring, I would look it up, but I throw in some yellow maca powder into my coffee in the morning. I then throw in some hydrolyzed collagen. I got mine from Costco as well, and I use the powder form for my coffee, throw it in there. I throw some inulin fiber in there, which obviously is good for your digestive system. I throw in some cinnamon, which is good for inflammation and for bloating. I also have been doing like melting chocolates lately. So I went to my like local grocery store and they have a bulk section and I've been getting the like melting chocolates that are meant for like fondues and stuff like that. I have vanilla milk and dark. And so instead of doing like a bunch of syrups to make my coffee taste any kind of way, I'll do it in a chocolate form and I'll do like half dark, half milk chocolate and I'll put it in first and then I'll melt my espresso on top of it. And it's honestly very yummy. I think it's like that fun little sweet treat in the coffee in the morning. Chocolate in in certain forms obviously has its benefits, but it's not super functional. It is just like yummy for me. And then obviously I top it off with some milk and some milk foam with my Arancino part of the espresso, but or of the Nespresso. <laughs> but my like kind of order for this is I will put the chocolates in first. I will brew the espresso shot. I do a double, so it's like two and a half ounces of espresso. Then I'll put all of my powders in and then I'll go in with a like electric whisk, like how, you know, we were all making whipped coffee back in like the early COVID days. I'll use one of those and make sure everything is mixed together because there's nothing that I hate more than chunks of like powder that is goopy on the outside and dry on the inside. I would literally rather die. So I make sure to really, really, really blend that all together. Then I will add my milk and then I will add my milk foam give it a little stir, call it a day, drink it in the morning. It is fucking fantastic. Moving on to my midday drink. Let's talk the citrus fizz. Okay. I love her. Like I said, it's my midday digestion drink. So I actually try to drink this one like an hour ish after I've had lunch to aid in the digestion of my meal. I've talked about this on the podcast before about how I fucking have been obsessed with probiotics and with gut health. I've been taking my seed probiotic for years now. I think it's almost been two and a half years, maybe almost even three. Like I love them. I take them every single day. And I also don't forget because if you listen to my five things episode that I've been doing to make my life easier, I talk about automation and my Loba, which is like my smart pill box. I'm never forgetting. Okay. I am never forgetting my pills and I'm always taking my probiotics and my gut is thanking me for it. And honestly, it's helped me so much with digestion and bowel movement and bloating and everything in between. I recommend it to everyone all of the time. And it's made me so obsessed with gut health. And so the ginger is really the shining star of the citrus fizz because it helps me digest my, my meal after I've eaten, I've, you know, given it time. Cause you're not supposed to drink immediately after you finish your meal. Cause your body wants to actually digest the food that you've eaten, but the ginger in the drink, it keeps me feeling great, helps me be not bloated and also helps ease any digestion issues that I might have digesting the meal that I just had for lunch. And so if you're into that, if that's for you, here is the recipe. I like to take an orange slice, like an actual like slice, and I like to skin it. So we're only having like the orange 
fruit, the flesh of the orange and not, you know, everything else. I also like to take half an orange, juice it, half lime, juice it, and take ginger and grate it. And so once I have all of of my juices, I'll throw those into just like a regular cocktailing cup. So I'll throw the orange flesh (laughs) into the cup. I'll put my half of an orange juiced in there, half of a lime juiced in there as well. I'll grate the ginger into there. I actually have started lately trying the Santa Cruz lemon and ginger like pre-made drink. I personally don't think it's gingery enough for me. And so I've been leaning a lot more towards fresh ginger lately. And I think that grating it is the best option overall because you get the flavor of it. Like it's broken down into small enough kind of particles where you get the really good flavor of it, but then it can also be strained out. So you're not like inhaling chunks of ginger, which is so not fun. So I like grated ginger. I'll grate that into the little cup. And then I will add some honey, some rose cordial and some lime cordial and put it all, you know, together in this little cocktailing cup. This is the moment too, where I love to take liquid collagen. The one I was talking about earlier, the Organica liquid collagen, I will put two capfuls into the drink. You're supposed to take two teaspoons a day of it, one in the morning and one at night. I don't do that. I literally just do it in the middle of the day the recommended dose, but just at once. So two teaspoons of the Organica liquid collagen. Then I throw in some mint, which is makes the drink so refreshing. I love it. Throw in some mint and then I'll muddle it all together. Obviously we have a whole orange basically in there and we have some mint. So I'll muddle it all together, make sure everything is getting mixed and calling it a day. And I'll throw some ice in there, shake it up. I also should say that the rose and the lime cordial, they're sweeteners, like they're artificial sweeteners. So you can try anything else that you're interested in. But I do like to put it in the cocktail shaker because they are heavier than the other juices. So they will sink to the bottom if you you add them after the fact. So putting them in the drink and then shaking them together helps to mix them with all the other juices. So it's not just like extra sweet and then super citrusy and then sparkling water. I do it all in the cocktailing cup so that it, you know, beautifully blends together. But once I've done that, I strain it. So we're not getting like ginger chunks in our straw or mint or like anything in between, strain it into a glass of ice. And then what I will do is add some sparkling water on the top and garnish it and call it a day. Like I said, this drink is for my midday digestion situation. The ginger is truly the shining star of the drink. And then the orange collagen is just an extra fun kick to have in there. You don't necessarily need it, but I love a functional mocktail as we all know, as obviously as this this episode is named after. So having that little extra bit of collagen in a yummy drink, I will never say no. Last but not least, let's talk about the sleepy girl mocktail. This drink is taking fucking everybody by storm, okay? I open any social media app. It's there. People are like, let's make the sleepy girl mocktail. I get it. I totally fucking get it. I saw it and I was like, this video was meant for me. (laughs) I've talked about this before, but I've been having trouble falling asleep lately. I don't really struggle with staying asleep because once I'm out, I'm out for the night, but I've been having trouble falling asleep lately. And so I've tried a whole bunch of different things and some of them work, some of them don't. Some of them involve me taking things like melatonin, which I don't really want to consistently do because then you become dependent and it's not great and everything kind of in between. So when I saw that this drink actually helps your body to enhance the natural melatonin that it's producing, I was like, absolutely, this one is for me. And so I didn't know this 
but cherries have melatonin in them. Apparently it's like 13 nanomilligrams per cherry. So it's not like a ton, but there's a lot of it, I guess, in comparison to like other fruits that don't have melatonin, but cherries have natural melatonin in them. So drinking this actually, you know, like I said, helps your body to be like, okay, we're producing melatonin. We're going to bed. And if you obviously don't know what melatonin is, it is the thing that your body produces in response to darkness to make you go to sleep. So when I heard this, I was fucking on it. Okay. I was on it. I was like, I would for sure rather drink a little drink than pop a melatonin pill before bed. And thus I was swept into the world of the sleepy girl mocktail. So if this sounds like you and you're interested in it, this is what I put in my sleepy girl mocktail. So we're whipping out the cocktailing kit again, <laughs> the cup, the, the muddling, the everything in between. Okay. So what I like to do is I like to take a little bit of rosemary and a little bit of mint. I will muddle that at the bottom of my glass. I've been trying to be a little bit fancy lately and like smoke my rosemary and then like trap it in the cup, like a fancy, like, what are they called? The, the, Clues. I don't, I don't know the fancy smoking term, but the little like cocktailing chamber. Anyway, I've been trying to be fancy with it. You don't need to, but I will take my mint and my rosemary. I'll muddle them together. I will add some cinnamon. And then this is when I start to add like the actual functional ingredients. So much like my midday drink, I really favor ginger because if I'm drinking at the end of the day, it means I probably had dinner or a snack or something beforehand. So having that extra digestion boost so I don't feel like bad or icky as I'm going to bed is also fantastic. So I will grate some more fresh ginger into the drink. Definitely not as much as I do for lunch because the lunch one is truly all about digestion, but just like a little bit, a little bit of grated ginger in there and then a little bit of lime juice. I'll take probably the other half actually that I used during the day. I will juice the other half of the lime into there and then add some ice and shake it up. And then I will add the cherry juices. So the first time I ever actually went to make this cocktail, I bought black cherry juice, which is still effective, but is not as effective as tart cherry juice. So tart cherry juice is the one that you want to look for, but now I have multiple cherry juice varieties. So what I like to do is add two ounces of tart cherry and two ounces of black cherry because the black cherry is slightly sweeter and it means I don't have to add anything to it. But if you just have tart cherry juice, just use four ounces of tart cherry juice throw it into your cocktail shaker and add in your natural calm. The shining star of the drink on top of the fact that it has natural melatonin in it is the magnesium, like I said earlier, makes you tired, makes you chill out, gives you like bodily relaxation, that kind of stuff. So popping that in the drink on top of it already having this natural melatonin is truly just like the icing on the cake. So I'll throw it in there and I'll give it a stir before I put any ice in there just so it doesn't get stuck or like attached to the ice cubes and like not get dissolved in the drink. So I'll throw it in there. It just comes with like one big spoon. And so I'll just do a regular scoop in there and then throw some ice in there, shake it up, strain it, add some ice to my glass. And most of the time it reaches the top of my glass. If it doesn't, I will add a little bit of sparkling water. Or sometimes what I like to do is brew kind of larger batches of lemon ginger tea and then I'll just like add that to kind of top it off. But I've been having it in a short glass lately versus a tall glass 
because I want it to be more cherry juice than I do add-ons. So sometimes I don't add the lemon ginger tea, but sometimes I do if it like, you know, if it's lacking a little bit of liquid in there, but I garnish it with a rosemary just because it's like nice and pretty to look at. But then after that, I call it a day. I drink it while I'm watching my TV show and then I go to bed. And it's a flawless sleep. I wake up the next day feeling so rested. I do still kind of struggle to fall asleep, but that's just like a me thing. And I do find that I am falling asleep a lot easier and a lot faster. And I can kind of like feel myself falling into sleep versus just sitting there and hoping it'll come. So me and the sleepy girl mocktail, we're besties. Okay. I love her. I love her as my last functional beverage to share with you guys. If you are like me and you're looking for good sleep alternatives, she is the one. Try her out. And with that, it brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed learning about functional beverages, my relationship with alcohol, kind of where I'm taking it in the future, everything that you would need to start a functional beverage practice and everything in between. This is like such a fun new world. I'm learning new things every single day. I actually do have an Instagram highlight. So if you want to check it out at your girl Carly, I have a highlight called functional drinks where I share all of the drinks that I have been trying lately. I actually currently next to me have a watermelon basil fizz where I just like muddled some watermelon and some basil and whatnot together and some other functional adrenal items into there. And it is fantastic. So if you're interested in recipes, obviously look them up on Instagram reels, look them up on Pinterest, look them up on holisticcocktails.com and make sure to check out my functional beverages highlight where I share obviously all of the yummy functional beverages that I am trying. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys in the DMs about today's episode. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts and And if you are an Apple podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I will see you next Tuesday. And for now, bye-bye, bitch.